Welcome to the Not the Christ podcast, and as always, I'm your host, and I'm not the Christ. Today's episode, Can the Bible Be Trusted? I love this one, and this one could go for hours and hours and hours, but you know I like to keep these short and sweet, so I'm going to do that. Before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by the Montana Shadow Foundation, montanafoundation.com, for more information and to donate generously. The Montana Shadow Foundation provides funding to organizations dealing with child trauma, child abuse, and child trafficking. So go to montanafoundation.com for more information and to donate generously. Okay. Can the Bible be trusted? First and foremost, this is something that has to be said and understood clearly. If you want to know, you will know. Jesus said, ask and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. God's word says, if you ask for wisdom, it will be given to you abundantly. So here's the deal. When someone says, how do you know you can trust the Bible? Well, I know because it's it's actually provable in the text and in the reality of the world. People say, oh, you only use the Bible to confirm itself. Not true. But here's the thing, too. If you don't want to know, if you want to put up a fight, you can fight. The Apostle Peter walked planet Earth day in, day out with Jesus Christ, Son of God, for three years. Saw him raise the dead, cast out demons, Heal the lame, the blind, the sick. Saw him transfigured. Heard the Father's voice say, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Peter was a eye and ear witness to every bit of it. And Jesus told Peter, The only reason you know that I'm the Christ is because my Father revealed it to you. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. What does that mean? Because you can see me and cut me and I bleed? No. He's saying that in the flesh you walked with me daily. But that's not why you know. You know because my Father in heaven revealed it to you. If you want to know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, the Mashiach, then you will know if you sincerely ask and want to know, he will reveal it to you. Now let's get to some practical stuff. When I was a kid playing in rock bands in Hollywood, we had a little thing we used to do to take the poor man's copyright is what we used to call it. And what we would do back then, it was before email and digital timestamps and things like that. You could actually make a cassette tape of your new song write out the lyrics to the song with the name of the song and your information, put it all in an envelope, seal it, stamp it, and mail it to yourself. And that postal stamp, along with the unsealed package, was a a time capsule of sorts, proving that the material enclosed in this envelope existed at least as of the date of the postal stamp on the package. You follow? Okay. So if it was uh, 
the postage stamp was May of 1995, it didn't mean it was written in May of 1995. It meant it was in existence at least in May of 1995. Could have been written a hundred years before that. Doesn't really matter for any argument that postdates May of 95. So in May of 96, if another artist tries to lay claim to this uh, uh, material, in court, your sealed time-stamped package could be proof that the material existed a year earlier and that you were the author or the sender, at least, of that package. Okay, where am I going with this? What's this tangent about? <clears throat> There's something you may or may not have heard of called the Septuagint. And this is something that 300 years before Christ was created in, actually is housed in a museum in Alexandria, Egypt right now. So 70 Jewish scholars were commissioned to translate the Old Testament scriptures from Hebrew into Greek, because the ancient Hebrew language had become pretty much obsolete in those days in the Greek world and empire. So everyone was reading and speaking Greek at this point. So 70 Jewish scholars were commissioned to translate the Old Testament scriptures from Hebrew into Greek. Okay, big deal. So what? What does that have to do with anything? I'll tell you what it has to do with anything. God orchestrated this Septuagint, which is the name of the, the translated documents, housed in a museum right now in Alexandria, Egypt. <clears throat> and many, many copies are available. Go on the internet, check it out. You find it. The relevant point here is that God orchestrated a poor man's copyright, if you will. Okay? So, he orchestrated to the secular world that these scriptures were in existence, at least, not written on or around, but were in existence at least 300 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Okay? Now, why does that matter? Well, what it actually does is it proves the authorship and origin of those scriptures to be from outside the dimension of time God has placed us in. Okay? Time is a physical dimension. You got the three dimensions and time as our physical limitations here. Okay? Height, width, depth, time. Okay? Those are the physical dimensions we are housed in here that we cannot escape. If you read Isaiah 53, go ahead. I'll wait. Grab the chapter. Press pause and then press play again. Here we go. Isaiah 53. Read it. Isaiah 53 is Jesus Christ, the Son of God himself, speaking while hanging on the cross. At Golgotha. This chapter was translated from Hebrew into Greek 300 years before Jesus Christ was born, and some 
six, seven hundred years, it was written, before crucifixion was even invented in a different part of the world by the Persians. Let me do that one more time. Isaiah 53, Jesus Christ speaking from the cross on Golgotha, 300 years before he was born. Well, how do you know that? Because it was translated from Hebrew into Greek 300 years before he was born. It was written, scholars believe, hundreds of years before that, some six or seven hundred years before crucifixion was even invented. Go back and read in Genesis, in Genesis 6 and 7, the account of Noah and the ark and the flood. We get these little crazy details that we tend to skip over when we're reading the Bible because they don't seem to matter. On the seventh day of the tenth month of the seventh year of Marduk Zubat, does it matter? Yep. Every little one of those details is there for us to find the treasure in. You go and read the, the account of Noah in Genesis 6 and 7, and it'll tell you the exact day on the Jewish calendar that Noah exited the ark after the floodwaters rescinded. The exact day on the Jewish calendar, Noah exited the ark after the waters rescinded from the flood. Then go read the Gospels, and it will tell you the exact day on the Jewish calendar that Jesus Christ exited the tomb after three days the exact day. The account in Genesis was translated from Hebrew into Greek 300 years before Jesus was born. The day Noah left the ark after the waters rescinded was the anniversary thousands of years in advance, his new beginning on earth after the rest of humanity had been eliminated for a brand new start was on the exact day in advance, thousands of years, that Jesus would exit the tomb, giving us a brand new start after everything in our humanity had been washed away through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave. In Daniel chapter 9, the angel Gabriel gives a prophecy to Daniel. Go read it. 9, 25, 26, 27, 28. Go read it. He will give you the exact day on the Jewish calendar that Yeshua would declare himself Messiah. Go read the Gospels. It will give you the exact day of Jesus' triumphal entry on a donkey into Jerusalem, declaring himself Messiah. He wouldn't let it happen prior to that because he was fulfilling a prophecy given back in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, translated from Hebrew into Greek 300 years before Jesus was born. You see where I'm going with this? We could do hours even outside of the subject of the Septuagint. We could do hours and hours 
showing how God has a digital watermark on these scriptures, proving that they originated and the authorship originated from outside the dimension of time that we are placed in. There is so much proof. It's immense proof. It's so clear. If you've got the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, it's so clear it doesn't even take any effort. But here's the thing. I can't, no one can, argue anyone into belief. You've got to want to believe. You've got to ask to find. You've got to knock, and it will be opened. Jesus says, knock, and it will be opened to you. What does that mean? That means he's standing right on the other side of the door, but he doesn't break in. He's not a rapist, and he's not an intruder. His gift is available to all who ask. I had a young woman that worked for me years ago, and she came to me one day because I used to talk about Jesus all the time. And she asked me, but how do you know Jesus is real? Seriously? And I said, seriously? Sincerely? Do you really want to know that he is real? Yeah. Okay. Go home tonight. Get quiet somewhere. Uninterrupted. And ask him to show you he's real. And he will. He might not audibly answer you immediately, but he will. All who come to repentance receive the free gift of grace and salvation in Jesus Christ. Want to keep these short? We're running up on time here, so... Play it again. Play it twice. Play it three times. Check out the things I'm saying to you. Just look at the Septuagint. God's poor man's copyright. He mailed it in. He mailed the scriptures to himself, for lack of a better term. He used secular man to translate, to put a timestamp on just those Old Testament scriptures to show you that they existed 300 years before Jesus came to begin fulfilling them. So when people say, oh, you, you can only use the Bible to confirm itself, and you're blind faith, you have to have blind faith. No, you don't have to have blind faith. You need to have common sense and a sincere desire to know the truth. And if you do, you will get it. Thanks for listening to the Not the Christ podcast. Can the Bible be trusted? We will do much more on this in the, in the days and weeks to come because it's becoming such a prevalent issue today. People are starving for the truth, but they're afraid to feel like they've fallen for something because of all of the misrepresentation that's out there. Today's episode is brought to you by the Montana Shadow Foundation, montanafoundation.com for more information, and to donate generously. Thanks again for listening. As always, I am your host, and I'm not the Christ. See you next time.